We got our guy, and I could not be more thrilled. I'm truly blessed to be the next head football coach at Duke University. Now is the time uh, to jump on board, to come be part of this program. Uh, we'll make you proud, I promise. We'll get this thing where you guys want it to go, uh, to where that experience when you do show up on Saturdays is everything you hoped it would be, and, and it's a lot of fun being out there. Excited to be joined now by Duke's new football coach, Mike Elko. And coach, I think I speak for all Duke football fans when I say we're happy to have you here in Durham. And really, thank you for taking some time for joining us on the Duke Football Talk Section 17 podcast. No, I'm excited to be on this podcast. I know you guys have been uh, you guys have been all over me on Twitter to get on here, so I want to make sure I got a chance to visit with you guys. Well, I got to say, it only took us two months, so thank you again for joining us. So let's start with the basics. You were the the Texas A&M defensive coordinator for close to four years when the Duke job opened up this past offseason. And let's just call it like it is. SEC is the primary football conference. So what was the biggest thing that drew you away from SEC country to wanting to become the Duke head football coach? Yeah, I, honestly, I was really attracted to the Duke land. And I know I keep saying that, but it's, it's really the truth of the answer. Um, I just believe that this brand travels and sells at such a high level. And, and I have a vision for what this football program is capable of becoming. You know, I saw it firsthand when I came in the league, uh, when Coach Cut really had this thing rolling. Um, you know, I know it's, it's been down the last couple of years, but I just I think we can pick this flag up and really run with it and, and get it where everybody wants it to be. What was Coach Fisher's reaction when you told him you were leaving to come to Duke? Uh, you know, he was happy for me, to be honest with you. I think, I think he knew, he knew I wanted the right head coaching job. And so, you know, he was always very professional during my whole time with him. Uh, when opportunities would come up, he would just, he'd give me his opinions. I'd give him mine. And I think with this one, I think he realized that I felt like this was one for me that aligned with. And so uh, I think he was just really happy that I got the opportunity and excited for me. As we uh, stated earlier, as we started the interview, we just hit two months into your tenure with Duke football. And we're kind of curious, what are some areas with the program that have already exceeded your expectations and some areas that still need some work as we head into the spring game in April? Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest area that's exceeded expectations is I, I love the willingness and want to of our players. Um, a lot of times, this is the sixth time I've taken over a program with or as a new head coach. And so a lot of times you fight a lot of resistance or, or kids not really wanting to change or do things the way you're talking about doing them. And our locker room has been great. I think they've embraced what we're saying. Uh, I, I don't think it's always been easy for them. I think there's been days where it's kicked their butt a little bit, but uh, for the most part, they've been giving us everything they have and, and coming in and putting in a lot of extra work. I think um, you know the area that we've spent the most time um, just trying to, to improve and develop, obviously, is recruiting. I think that's the one area uh, that we've invested a lot of resources and I think are trying to attack from a slightly different angle maybe that's been done in the past. We've certainly noticed that. We've certainly noticed the so social media aspect of it. We've noticed a lot more recruits following Duke football. They've actually followed our page as well. So I guess thank you uh, for that. <laughs> but um, that is certainly something that we have all stated in the past needed some work, but we're already seeing the foundation being set to improve upon that. Best piece of coaching advice that you've ever received during your time as coach? 
Yeah, I think I think one, it's it's develop relationships with your players. I think that's the the biggest thing nowadays that people lose sight of. Um, you get so into the X's and O's, you get so into the football scheme and all that stuff, and, and you lose sight of the fact that we're we're asking these young men to do things that are not very natural to their bodies, and and what we're asking them to go through. Uh, becomes a lot easier if there's this mutual level of trust and respect and admiration that you have in your program. And I think that's that's something that's really important to me and, and something we've spent a lot of time on here in the last couple of weeks now that we've been back on campus with our guys. Let's go back to December 10th when you were first introduced as the football coach here in Durham. One thing that stood out to, to us was you mentioned in your press conference that Duke was Durham's team. And we're all curious as to what you and the team are going to do in the community to actually show Durham that Duke truly is the Bull City's team. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, I think it's being visible in a lot of ways. I think that's the biggest thing that we can do. You know, I've, I went out and spoke at the Durham Sports Club. I, I went to the Durham Bulls Stadium the other night. You know, we've eaten, uh, I've been to Nana Steak. I've been to Grub Durham. Um, I just think like we have to involve ourselves in this community and not shy away from it and not, you know, uh, live in a world where we go from the office back home to the office and back home. Um, Cause I don't think anybody wants to see that. And then I think, you know, as things move forward and, and hopefully we get to a, a point in time here shortly where some of the COVID restrictions lift and, and some of the restrictions and what we can do in the community lift that we can go out and be active members in the community and be involved in community service projects and get involved with kids at the ground level and get our, get our student athletes into local schools. And I just, you want people in this community to recognize Duke football uh, and, and then come Saturdays in the fall, then they want to be part of it. And they want to get out to our stadium. How the interactions been so far as you've gone out to various places in Durham to interact with folks in the community? Yeah, I mean, it's been great. It's been great. I, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of support for Duke football. I just think we need to really rally it. Um, and, and get it together and get it headed in a good direction and get some belief behind it uh, and just see where we can take it. You know, I, I went into the bank the other day and the bank teller was a season ticket holder, you know, and she was excited to see the Duke football coach walk into the bank and just little things like that. I just, um, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot more Duke football fans, I think, than you think there are. We just got to rally them together and get them out to our stadium. Also in that same press conference, you mentioned that you were focusing attention from your time at Notre Dame, more so than time spent at Wake Forest, and no disrespect to Coach Clawson or Wake nope. Forest Don't as start well. that stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to roll plenty <laughs> feathers before the season starts. Could you talk a little bit more about how Duke can be mentioned in the same breath as a Notre Dame football team? Yeah, I I just think it's brand recognition, and we've seen it already in, in our recruiting efforts. I think you know we can we can walk into a living room in Houston, we can walk into a living room in Chicago. Uh, we can rock into a living room in Phoenix. Like there are people who recognize Duke uh, in, in so many places across this country. And, and that's all I meant by that. I didn't, I didn't mean that in, in any type of disrespectful way, but it's just true. I, I just, it, it was no different at Notre Dame. And, and there's, there's something about those schools that resonate uh, from a brand name across the country better than others. And, and we've got to use that as our advantage because that is the biggest advantage we have. We've got to make sure that obviously we want to be very strong in the state of North Carolina. We're going to do a great job in the local communities and the local area, because I do believe that's really important, but we can't sell ourselves short from what we're capable of doing as we branch this thing out across the country. 
Absolutely. Uh, before I hand it off to Josh, I've got one more question. This is more a personal question for me yeah. or so than the group. But you've been to some basketball games this year. Great form, by the way, with that free throw that, that you made appreciate the other that. night. I that. <laughs> uh, and the basketball teams used a variety of jersey combinations throughout the year this season. And I'm just curious what your thoughts are on Duke football doing the same thing, maybe debuting some different jersey combinations and maybe some alternate helmet schemes uh, in the coming years, maybe even this season. Yeah, I want to tell you that I spent a lot of time on that at this point, but I've spent zero. Uh, but what I will what I will share with you that I do think you'll appreciate is I do value that stuff. I think uh, kids want to see fresh looks. Kids want to see different things. Kids want to see different opportunities. And so uh, we'll certainly at the right time sit down with our equipment people in Nike and, and make sure that we're doing things that, that kids will take notice of and, 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 and think is very sharp and bright. Well, I, I don't know if they've seen my tweets to them, Coach, and if you do talk to them, let them know that Brian is, is just having fun. I mean, I don't know if I'm, we're recording on Zoom right now. I don't know if you can see behind me. I've got the three different helmet schemes, the yeah. gray with the Hellraiser, the the blue, the black with the blue D and the, and the script. So fans love it. Recruits love it. We're just happy to hear that you're a part of that and you like it too. As long as you like it, Brian, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Coach. And speaking of apparel, coach, as soon as those grind T-shirts become available, you got four guys buying them. Just make sure you got like double X's, triple X's available. Okay. And, uh, and you got four buyers for sure. There you go. There you go. We love it. Now, now to the important things, uh, coach. We've we've talked football, you know, and you've talked football every interview that you've probably had. And we listened to your podcast with Steve Wiseman and all those things. So we, we're a different kind of a podcast, right? We're, we are kind of fan forward podcast. We yeah. want to get to know this Mike Elko that's not on the sidelines, right? So, so the real Mike Elko. So I got some quick hitting, maybe not one word answers, but some quick hitting questions for you. If Mike Elko has a day off, are you hunting, fishing, or golfing? Golfing golfing all right have you been able to get out and golf there on campus no i think my first day off is scheduled for 2023 <laughs> maybe after the spring game though maybe after the spring game you could get yeah, dave Harding. now dave harding friend of the pod he's been on a couple of times dave harding is your guy that's your guy that gets you out there and, uh, and he'll, he'll take care of you all right second question on vacation you going to the mountains or to the beach to the beach beach all right best player you have ever coached you got to answer it Ooh, jesse bates all right favorite comfort food pizza but it's got to be like new york pizza new york so you can taste it right you yeah. don't want to just have you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta have grease dripping it's got to be like pizza okay Real pineapples pizza. on pizza yes or no uh, no there you yeah i'm man I'm, I'm really liking you man all right here we go favorite all-time movie few good men Ooh, all right in the same entertainment realm, favorite album or song? If we if we logged into your Spotify, what are we seeing on there? Oh gosh, you're gonna see you're gonna see the widest variety of music that you've ever seen. A lot of songs that you probably wouldn't even imagine would be on there. But uh, uh, we'll go all the way back to Jay Z, The Blueprint. If you want, oh. if you really want the best album ever. Yes, man, sir. You are, you are a good recruiter. You are yeah. a good recruiter, man. Yeah. It's true what they say. I love it. All right, since you spent some time in texas and now you're in north carolina this is a very important question i know our listeners are going to want to know brisket or pulled pork so i'm a pulled pork guy because i'm an east coast guy but but i will say they got me on the brisket when i was in texas 
but but you know there's nothing like a good pulled pork sandwich there's some good options around here by the way we can shoot you some options here in durham and then in the in the broader triangle region of some legit barbecue places i, I, I think your, i've already become addicted to the q shack since i've been here so. oh yeah yeah, the uh, the deviled eggs with the um, with the jalapeno on top is an incredible side over there. By there the way. you go. Uh, but yeah, for sure. Okay, um, favorite NFL team growing up? Who'd you pull for? I was actually a Cowboys fan growing up. If you can believe that? I mean, I can believe that since everyone across the nation seems to somehow be a Cowboys. <laughs> hey, 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 coach, we're gonna get along great. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like it, Brian. Yeah, this is this is this is good. Okay, here we go. Um, you're going to buy a new truck. You're buying an F-150, a Silverado, or maybe a Tundra. So I'm the only football coach in the history of Texas who gave his truck back because I, I need whippage on the car. So the car, I don't have time to slow into parking yes. spots and slow out. So I went with the Chevy Blazer, the new model, but I need something that I can whip in and out of a parking spot. Man, okay, okay, that's the respect, respect. I figured in Texas they gave you like the King Ranch or something. They gave you know? me the King Country F one fifty, and and I was the only person in the world I think who said like, hey, I need something a little smaller. I gotta, I'm, I'm a Jersey guy, and I gotta go. I ain't got time for all this. I love it. I love it. Who's a player on on currently on this team that you've connected with, or maybe just made an impact on you? Not necessarily on their play. You're not, you know, but a player that's connected with you from the existing um, team when you showed up? Yeah, I, probably Dwayne Carter is the one who, who just kind of jumps out to me as, as a little bit of an alpha male personality-wise, and I think that's a great pulse of the locker room. Yeah, Dwayne, we interviewed Dwayne this past year, and uh, to be a team captain as a retro sophomore says something about that man's character. There's no doubt. There's no and, doubt. Uh, and so we're, we're, big fan, we're big Dwayne Carter fans on here too. All right, this is our final question, man. And uh, this is a very important one. Brian somewhat hinted to this earlier, and maybe you can expound on this. Who's a better free throw shooter, Mike Elko or J.J. Redick? Well, given past record and the fact that I'm one for one and he's over one, uh, I think in the short term I'm going to have to go me. But, uh, but maybe if you actually look long-term career, you might have to give the advantage to JJ a little bit for what he's done over his, over his tenure. Yeah. I, th I thought that was term, incredible. Short term, this basketball season, I'm taking the crown. Absolutely. And not only did you hit the free throw clutch, you held it, you held right. the follow through and the, 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 the photographers were able to capture it. And yeah. uh, so overall good look coach, let me just say this, what you're doing in the community so far is awesome. Uh, supporting the other, uh, the baseball team, the basketball team, the women's uh, basketball team and whatnot. Those are things we just didn't record in a podcast a couple of weeks ago in ways we feel like Duke football can improve. And those types of things, getting there and meeting people, getting out in the community, man, that's what Duke football fans want to see. And you're right, coach. We've been fans since the Spurrier years. There are Duke fans all across this area. Getting them into Wallace Wade on Saturdays is key. And let, if I can just speak on behalf of all four of us, uh, you're doing an incredible job in two months of getting this excitement built. And we personally can't wait to see what's what the product will feel looks like this fall. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your interactions. And uh, obviously appreciate everything you guys do for Duke football. So you keep it up on your end. I'll keep it up on mine. And let's see where we can bring this thing. Yeah, for sure. We're looking forward to the spring game. We'll be out there uh, that day. Maybe we can uh, meet up again sometime before the season starts and talk about things as we head into the head into the opening game there this fall. Coach, thanks for coming yep. on the Section 17 podcast. Yeah, appreciate you guys.
And once again, we'd like to thank Coach Elko for taking time out of his very busy schedule for joining us, kind of picking his brain, really, and just getting to know the man a little bit off the field as well. And, you know, I think I speak for everyone here to say, you know, he's exactly who we thought he was going to be. But, uh, you know, with, with Josh and I conducting most of the interview, let's start with Scott and Jamie. Fellas, what, what were your initial thoughts coming out of the Coach Elko interview? Man, I'm super pumped. I, everything about this man so far has been the, above expectations of what we had said that we were looking forward to into a coach. And the fact that he's hit the ground running, you know, he's actually adapted to the whole grind concept and that he is just, he's a, everything we wanted. And I do believe more. And we're only seeing what, you know, what he's saying. I'm pumped to see what we do on the field after we, he gets all of his system in there and gets all these guys ready to go. And the spring game seems like it's forever and a day away. But when we do get to that day, it's going to be exciting to see the, you know, the concepts, the things we're going to do differently and just see where he's going to use the guys that we have. But man, it was a A plus plus hire by Nina King. As far as I'm concerned as a Duke fan, um, super pumped for August to be here, and it's only the end of February. So definitely, definitely excited. And I think more things to come from Coach Elko and everybody in the coaching staff. Yeah, I'm super excited, super pumped. I liked Mike Elko quite a bit when when we were able to attend the press conference and his opening press conference, his opening statements. I mean, everything was great. I loved everything about him, and I like him even more now. I mean, that was that was just some a fantastic interview. I like how he's getting out in the community. We pointed that out. He's he's getting out there. He wants to get the community involved. Uh, one thing that stuck out to me was when Josh asked, you know, what current players has he connected with so far? And he he pointed out Dwayne Carter. And that's not a shock to us here at Section 17. We 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 pointed out Dwayne Carter many times last year as a guy who gives maximum effort play after play, game after game. And I'm not surprised that he's doing that for Coach Elko either. And one other thing, uh, I was a little worried about the Beecher Mountains question because I you know, I was concerned, you know, if he said mountains, I didn't I didn't know what was gonna uh what was gonna happen. But of course he said beach. So now me and Coach Elko we're we're best friends, of course. And I want to follow up on what Jamie just said, talking about one of the things they really liked. I'm super excited that Coach Elko thinks pineapples on pizza is just such an awful idea. At the end of the day, uh, the man just, he seems like a cool guy. Like, I want to go grab lunch with him, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, for Jamie's sake, I'm glad he's the beach guy. Um, but here, here's what I, here's what, the, just kind of an overarching thing that I took from it. It seems as if everything that he promised in his introductory press conference, now we're a little over two months in, he seems to be following through and following up on everything that he said. And, you know, it's one thing to get up in front of the media when you're hired and, and say the right thing. It's another thing. Let's face it, man. The dude's busy. He doesn't have to be out there at, at uh, Durham Bulls Athletic Park at a Duke baseball game. He doesn't have to be. He didn't have to be at those Duke women's basketball games and the Duke men's basketball games. He doesn't have to be, but he is. And so to me, it seems like so far he's made some promises and, and for these two months, he's keeping them 
Yeah, but I think he also told you, Josh, half jokingly, he's not going to have a day off until 2023. And, and, you know, we laugh and we joke about it, but it's also, I believe, Coach Elko sees where the program currently is and where he wants it to be. That's him just saying, I've got the work I've got to do to put into this program to get it to where I want it to be, to get the standards to where I want it to be. I just like the fact that he came on. I mean, you know, let, let's call it like it is. There are some coaches around this country, I'm not – trying to point anyone out that if we were the insert school name football talk podcast, we probably wouldn't get the coach on because the coach doesn't see us as that important. Coach Elko treated us like anyone else that he's talked with so far. And I'm very appreciative of that, but he also, you know, I I believe before we started recording, he sees the tweets that we put out on the Duke football talk Twitter page. So he's actively engaged not only in the community but on social media um you know and he wants to have fun and i think that is that's the big thing you're going to be serious on the football field we know you've got to be serious on the football field to win football games but leading up to it have some fun enjoy your time i mean again he's only two months into this tenure and he's probably done more than some of the new ACC hire coaches in other places, your Virginias, your Miamis. So, so far, like Scott said, A++ on the hire, but also A++ in his first two months. And I don't think I've been as excited for a spring football game as I've ever been. And I really, truly hope that that place is as close to capacity as possible. I think coach is doing everything he can when a bank teller tells him that they're excited, you know, to see him coming in just to to do banking. I mean, that should tell you everything you need to know right there. So coach Elko, again, we thank you for coming on, but kudos to you so far in your two months. Yeah. I was going to say one more thing. Uh, Brian touched on it briefly with the social media. Uh, What a time to be alive right now. Duke football on social media. They're really open, upping their game on social media, which is one of the things we talked about on our game day improvements episode. And Coach Elko, he's on Twitter. He's very active on Twitter. He responds to us. He responds to fans. Uh, he just started an IG account. I mean, what you know? What else can you ask for right now? Just social media presence of Duke football. It's great. No, no TikTok though. He, he's already said he will not be on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, TikTok. He draws the line at TikTok. Which I, I can I can be down with that. That's fine. IG and Twitter is good enough. Absolutely. Well, we do thank uh, Coach Mike Elko for coming on. We do want to encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast, would you share it maybe with somebody who's a Duke football fan? Uh, this is a great way for us to get to know our new head coach. And so uh, send that share link out, maybe retweet us, share it on Facebook. Also, if you would, uh, go to Apple Podcasts um, and and subscribe. Uh, and then rate, give us a five-star rating and review. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, For Scott Medlin, for Jamie Holt, for Brian Kennedy, for our producer, Justin Sykes, this is Josh Cox, and this has been another episode of the Duke Football Talk Section 17 Podcast.